just popped in. Just popped Poppin in like a killer with your little Christmas tree in the background. <laughs> I have a little Christmas tree now. Oh, Todd's still rocking the Snuggie. Hell yeah. Yeah, That's Snuggie right. zone. Yeah. I got my peppermint tea. Are we all, is everybody having a good new year? Happy new year, I suppose, is how we should open up. It's been chill so far. I got a little sick, but I don't think it's COVID. So just normal life, not mm. pandemic life. New Was year? it like what are you chest phlegm? It's still 2020. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's January 2020. W- wake yeah. up. Your family's been trying to reach you about your long distance plan. Yeah. <laughs> your family wants to know when you're finally going to come down the ta- to to the table for Christmas dinner. <laughs> <laughs> it's 1995. You've yeah. dreamed all this up. You have, you still have never heard the hit song Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba, but that will soon change. Yeah, you have so much to look forward to. The first episode <laughs> of The Sopranos is going to start coming out. Better not oh spoil God. it for anyone, though, or you might change history. Yeah, breakbeat music is about to become popular. Um, You're going to be pounding on the door, the front door of the FBI office that you have information about a terrible terrorist attack that's going to happen, and they're going to label you crazy, and then it, it's going to be <laughs> September 10th, 2001, uh, and you're going to be in a mental institution screaming about Saudi hijackers and... Uh, and because of the butterfly effect, you actually save the day because it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. They'll do it on the 12th instead. That's how we know time travel isn't real because there's no guy holding a cardboard sign in photos of 9-11 that says, I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to be calling all kinds of people and being like, you guys looked into this Jeffrey Epstein guy at all? He seems bad. And they'll be like, no, we've, we've checked. He's actually normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein's like, I conducted an internal investigation and cleared myself of any wrong. <laughs> <laughs> My body cam was not malfunctioning, but no, you cannot see the footage I took. It just has labels of, of girls' names on it for no reason. <laughs> Speaking of cameras malfunctioning, I guess, oh, welcome to BP Lettuce. Let's get that out of the way. Uh, this is your... Well, 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 welcome. Let's get that straight. Let's, yeah. First Let's let all, people know what we're doing. This is a podcast, in case you're not familiar with the mm-hmm. uh, the art form. <laughs> this is something anyway. that I, uh, a lot of people have been asking for in the Facebook group. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people have been shocked to find mm-hmm. out of its existence in some yeah, cases. Yeah. We're going to do a lot of deconstructing of the form of podcasting over yep. the next hour. <laughs> so buckle up. Yeah. Buckle what up. you see may shock you, but don't worry. It is only an illusion. Yeah. Welcome to unguided breathing exercises. <laughs> <laughs> unguided. No. Just breathe. No, uh, no commentary. No Just yeah. 60 minutes of breathing sounds. <laughs> <laughs> if you find yourself noticing your breath, uh, stop. Think about something else from your day-to-day life that's bothering you. Don't yeah. focus on your breathing at all. The opposite Make of sure meditation. to breathe rapidly and erratically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's called, it, the reason pe- that people tell you don't hyperventilate, it's because when you hyperventilate, you, you ve- hyperventilating is actually a good thing, right? So mm-hmm. you're ventilating, right? You're breathing. You're mm-hmm. hyper breathing. You're breathing more efficiently and a greater volume than your normal breathing. So your brain is actually getting hyper oxygenized, which allows you to, to impart more brain force into the world. 
Yeah, you're basically going Super Saiyan when you breathe yeah. a lot. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Why do you think you only use 10% of your brain normally? That's not just a made-up statistic that doesn't mean anything. It's because you're not breathing hard enough. Yeah, you're you only using 10% you use of your 10% lungs. Of your brain. Those are rookie I, numbers. I, on the other hand, have, am taking many supplements. You got to take your supplements. <laughs> you well, have to like 15, 20%. Speaking of uh, uh, cameras malfunctioning, cutting all the way back to that thing from before I did the intro, um, <laughs> have you guys been following this Afro Man thing? So... Anybody? Afro the man? Afro Man? The Afro Man, because I got high. Afro okay. Man. Okay. Yeah. 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 So he, uh, he, his house got raided by the cops four months ago, uh, okay. where he lives in Adams County, Ohio. And uh, they had a warrant that was like narcotics and kidnapping. And they busted into his house at night. Kidnapping. And like he has security cameras in his home. So he has mm-hmm. footage of all this. And uh, they found nothing. According to him in a TMZ interview, they found a couple roaches and some CBD stuff and a, and a vape pen. And mm-hmm. he's like, I would have just given that to them. They didn't need to break down my door. Yeah. And Is so, that still illegal in Ohio? I think so. But I don't think it's like really a big, like it's a misdemeanor. He's going to end yeah, up paying yeah. a tiny fine for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you so know, shouts out to a real one for becoming a famous musician, but still living in Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Afro man's tight. Like he, he goes around and just like raps at a lot of colleges and stuff mm-hmm. now. Cause he's, he's also a victim of nine 11. Cause because I got high was considered too frivolous for radio play after the planes hit the towers. Really? And so it got cut. He was, he was at number one. He went from number one to, to zero overnight. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh man, that's so stupid. That's like, may have also what the been fucking... because of that one line from the song where he's like, I was going to fly a plane, but then I got high. <laughs> <laughs> they might've thought, you know, this might be a little bit poor taste right now. Mm-hmm. Just, Just a little too precious moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a plane is going to hit the towers and I know why. <laughs> <laughs> George Bush doing it at like a white house. dinner. <laughs> <laughs> now watch this drive. <laughs> But uh, then, so the, this happened a few months ago, and it was kind of old news. But what brought it up recently is he's been going viral on TikTok because there's a bunch of TikToks and articles in like you know online publications and stuff reporting uh, Afro Man's house wrongfully raided. He uses the video footage to make a music video, and that's Sick. not actually true. He used the video footage to make about a half a dozen music videos. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. Including one called Lemon Pound Cake, where he's just roasting one of the officers who clearly, while he's like walking around Afro Man's house with his gun drawn, sees a piece of lemon pound cake. <laughs> oh, and man. is kind of like, he looks at it a little too long before he continues. Oh, that clip. Like, did you <laughs> I'm find watching the- that clip right now? It looks <laughs> like a, like when a dog like is looking at your food and you yell at them and they kind of turn their head down, but then their <laughs> eyes go back up and they're like, "Wait, but can't I have that cake?" Yeah, so I think this is really great because like a terrible political moment shot, you know, Afro Man's career in many ways. It took him back down from where he was at, but now he's turned another, you know, terrible thing being wrongfully raided by the police. I mean, even if you're rightfully raided by the police, that's still terrible. Mm-hmm. But um, being wrongfully raided by the police, and now he's kind of getting to have a little bit of a renaissance of being like relevant and everybody remembering that, like, oh yeah, Afroman is actually pretty funny. Did they like, say <laughs> why? Like, they said they were raiding it for narcotics, but did they say like, did they get some sort of tip? Like, uh, you know, what sh- they have to file with a judge to get a warrant so like mm-hmm. has that been released yet no what i evidence mean they used 
I don't think we have our hands on the evidence, or rather, I haven't dug deep enough to know. But mm-hmm. um, the what it the impression that I get is that these Ohio cops, because Adams County, Ohio, is like it's a ways out from Cincinnati. You know, this is kind of like you're out there. You're mm-hmm. you're not just in Ohio. Like you're in Ohio, buddy. Mm-hmm. And um, I think these cops just kind of realized that the because I got high guy lives around there mm-hmm. and they maybe like a, a myth got started that he keeps like huge amounts of weed in his house. You know how Ohio kids like to talk about <laughs> mythical weed guys. Sure, and, yeah. You know, Afro man's the perfect dude for that. But it's just like, you know, they raided the house and scared the shit out of his kids and they found a couple of roaches in a vape pen. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know, but um, yeah, I hope he gets a chance to sue them and get a bunch of money. Oh, also he has video of them like taking money out of his duffel bags and stuff and presumably mm-hmm. stealing it. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It says that they, they took like five grand from his home and then gave Holy it back shit. but minus $400, which they're like, <laughs> they're supposedly investigating. So I don't probably just, Sitting around uh, with their thumbs up their asses while I they, love like, to, they had to go I love to sit around and investigate four hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so at that point, I ascertained the four hundred dollars, uh, which was illegally stored in a in that man's home. So I uh, then I investigated it down to the Ruby Tuesdays, and I ascertained the price of a uh, a T bone steak and a uh, whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, stop harassing Afro man, guys. Leave him alone. He's 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 a good dude. <laughs> Um, speaking of the cops ruining things, uh, the LAPD is ruining drunk driving, but mm-hmm. maybe not the way that you would think. So there's Fuck, an article. Now they're it, doing it. I'm going to have to stop. This isn't cool anymore. <laughs> I know. It's, it's like not when punk you, rock at all. It's like when your, your mom figures out how to play your Game Boy and now Pokemon isn't cool anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, this says like, you know, the LAPD has been trying to crack down on the widespread issue of drunk driving among their own officers. The LAPD actually confirmed to KNBC that seven officers were arrested during the first two weeks of December last year. And the arrests have served as the impetus for a department-wide bulletin about a sudden increase in alcohol-related arrests within the department. Hmm. How'd they <laughs> catch these guys? Were they like, they were doing a stakeout? They were like, uh, well, we did the office Christmas party at the station. And uh, you guys, the, there were like 10 officers that were mysteriously missing from the Christmas party. <laughs> uh, but don't worry about those guys. They're totally not staked outside waiting for the rest of us to fucking drive home drunk. Well, it seems like these incidents that are getting reported are only like the most crazy ones. Cause one of them says, so a notable incident cited in an LAPD report featured an off duty officer, 15 to 20 beers deep, <laughs> who shot at another officer from a different agency and then crashed his car into his own garage. Absolutely. Can we give, it would feel weird to give a cop practice of the week, but shooting at another cop and then almost killing yourself in a drunk driving <laughs> accident. Like, Imagine if more cops had that kind of drive. That would be I amazing. I absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it seems like so much could have gone wrong there. Yeah. I mean, it could have gone more right. He could have successfully done both of those things. But sure, <laughs> like, yeah, but that's true. He could easily hit an uh, innocent civilian with the gun or the car. And doesn't, isn't that the sad thing about cops, though, is it's like the best thing you can think of them doing still involves like quite a bit of collateral <laughs> mayhem to normal people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the department's disciplinary panel recommended that the officer in question who shot at the other officer and crashed his car be suspended for 65 days without pay and demoted. Hmm. 
not fired. <laughs> not even. <laughs> just get like, a little slap on the wrist. Yeah, wait, that's insane. He shot at a different officer and they're yeah. like, how about 65 days without being a cop and then right back in the saddle? <laughs> I know it's like hockey rules or something. They're like, you're going yeah. to the penalty box for yeah. a long time. Buddy. <laughs> you're on timeout until you can learn to play nice with your brother. Like what? He shot. He tried to shoot someone. I know. Like if I worked, if I worked construction and I got 15 to 20 beers deep and tried to kill my supervisor with a nail gun, <laughs> I would be in jail. I wouldn't be, you know, 65 days off of work. Nice little <laughs> two month break. <laughs> Yeah, what what other job could like if you work at Seven Eleven or McDonald's and it was like, yeah, while off duty, I tried to shoot someone at a different McDonald's. I think they'd be like, we're going to find someone else to do your job. I think you're replaceable. Yeah. And also, I love that this story is involved in the drunk driving thing, like as if the drunk driving is the most notable thing that happened in the story <laughs> where he shoots at an officer from another department. That also begs the question, like, what was happening that he had the, you know, was he just like drinking in another, does he live in another officer in another department's jurisdiction? I don't mm-hmm. understand. Or do like they just buddy imagine, around? I like to imagine that they were street racing, but it was Mad Max rules. <laughs> mm. Right? Anything goes. Okay, no rules. Yeah. That's LAPD right. versus LASD. We're we're settling this once and for all. <laughs> the sheriffs can outgun the police any day of the week. <laughs> They're just wasted shooting at each other. Yeah, so I mean, uh, drunk driving is no longer cool. You heard it here first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. Unless Damn. you're gonna fucking shoot it. What the it fuck am I supposed to do with my free time? Um, <clears throat> you could spend it on Facebook. <laughs> 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 you could find all the the hot new memes on Facebook, and you could have the uh, European Union rule that Facebook is illegally harvesting your data and force them to pay a half a billion dollar fine. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Yeah. So Europe has kind of been on one for a while, the EU at least. It seems like they want to convince American companies. Like in, in Europe, if the, if a regulator says you can't do something, it's pretty serious. You know, mm-hmm. like you really can't do it. And if you do do it anyway, they're going to crack down on you really hard. And that's not the case in the United States. Like if you violate a regulation over here, they're just like, pay a little $5,000 fine whenever you get time. It's fine. <laughs> drop it, you can drop it off in the drop slot. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to pay in installments, hey, if you want to just, you know, you can owe me, maybe uh, clean my driveway or something. That's yeah. fine. Just whatever works for you. So I remember this was a big deal with uh, Apple because their like proprietary chargers, I think it was, were like ruled, mm. you know, against EU regulations. And, and the EU said you either have to adapt to our regulations or you have to pay an enormous fine. And then they slapped them with the fine and then they didn't pay. And then it was like this whole drawn out thing. I never did find out how that got resolved. But um, yeah, I actually don't know how they get it. I think they maybe have to like include an adapter for USB-C with iPhones mm, in uh, the EU because wow. it basically was like they had to pick one standard and right. every other phone company except Apple follows it. But I think Apple just like includes an adapter or something. Well, yeah, because Apple's whole deal is that they want you to use the Apple ecosystem. And so it's so much better than USB-C. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, so so what they did here is uh. They ruled against Meta on Wednesday, and they said that they need to pay a fine of 390 million euros and uh, change the way that their advertising-based business in the European Union works, which is one of their largest, uh, one of their largest markets. Mm-hmm. 
This is all based on a law that the EU enacted, a data privacy law that restricts the ability of Facebook and other companies from collecting information with user about users without their prior consent. And this took effect mm-hmm. in 2018. And they're just getting around to enforcing it now. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I mean, so this it, is kind of nice. It's like the same ruling that meant every website suddenly was like, do you consent to cookies? Because I think that it was like, yeah. because of the EU, it was just like every website in every country was like, well, now we have to ask if you want to give us cookies up front and you can opt out if you want to. This might be the first good thing that you is that, that, that cookie thing is might be, might be the first good thing that you has ever done. I feel like you could argue that. Yeah. I don't know what else they've done. That's been good for anyone, but uh, yeah. I mean, isn't this like such a, a, such a typical like European, like liberal thing to do though, where it's just like, you know, we are way better at regulation than the Americans. We're just (laughs) as evil, just as evil, way better at regulation. Our internet works really good. You don't have your privacy stolen while you're selling landmines to Ukraine. (laughs) It's very nice. (laughs) Yeah. That's my pan-European accent, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) It just sounds like vaguely Dutch and smug. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, it's still like, they're not like, let's sue this company into the ground or like give every dollar they make off people's data back to people who use the website. It's Mm -hmm. just like, you're in trouble and you have to do different kind of advertising. You still can do advertising to make money and you still can harvest people's data. They just need to like, consent to it so mm-hmm. i don't know it sort of feels like they'll probably just end up finding new loopholes to jump through well, or just yeah. new things to violate i mean like how much is 400 million dollars to a company worth many billions of dollars really gonna matter well they've already tried to like jump through loopholes and stuff too because like originally facebook said that they are meta whatever said that they complied by putting the consent in the terms of service mm-hmm. and then okay. the EU offices in Dublin, which is the city where Meta's headquarters in Europe are, so mm-hmm. they're the main regulator, was like, actually, that's not good enough. <laughs> you have to actually <laughs> let them know that they're making this decision because like, everybody knows nobody fucking reads terms of service. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're like super legally binding in general because it's just, if you, if you know that nobody's reading them, like if it's mm-hmm. not physically possible to read every single one that you agree to, then it's like, that's not how a contract works. You can't just be like, you're forced to check this box, so therefore you agree to everything it says. Right, yeah. There was like a big lawsuit about end-user license agreements relevant to that back in like the earlier mid-2000s. I think it might have been with a game company, mm-hmm. Activision Blizzard, maybe, or could have been Microsoft for all I fucking know. But yeah, I mean, like, all of this privacy stuff is like really spiraling out of control because it's like, also, like, governments are starting to care about cybersecurity. That's the other funny thing is it's mm, like, yeah. Internet users and experts have been like, this stuff is serious for a long time. And now <laughs> our like geriatric government is finally like, I'm scared that someone will steal my wallet through the through Microsoft Excel. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh man. Do you remember when, when Mark Zuckerberg testified before Congress? Like this is a little while ago. And there was like somebody asked him like how do you make a profit? And he had to be like, Well, Senator, we run ads. <laughs> and there was someone who was like asking if he was like, do you have a file that's just like under my name of all of my data? And he was like, no, no, Senator, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> There's like these abs- absurd like things they dreamt up while falling asleep to Dateline NBC or something of like what Facebook can do to them. Well, wasn't there that one Senator, I forget who it was, but he's, he said something and it was like an early 
ish internet meme, and it was like the internet is Ted not just Stevens. a bunch of things. Senator oh, Ted yeah. Stevens, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, the internet is a series of tubes. Yeah, it's you not, can't just load it up truck. on a truck. <laughs> yeah, <Classic. laughs> yeah, that one's amazing because it's like it's a he's doing a poor job of explaining the metaphor, but it wasn't even like the worst metaphor for the internet because he was basically trying to say like it, you know, the the quote unquote tubes have like a limited amount of bandwidth or something, mm-hmm. so you need them to. Like you can't just dump everything down one tube. I don't know. It's like very funny way to put it, but also like people have said much more insane shit about the internet since then. Probably <laughs> he was a Republican from Alaska. So yeah. you know what else is a series of tubes? Alaska. Senator Ted Stevens, uh, your colon, and it makes slightly <laughs> better content than the internet. <laughs> I would just love to sit in on like a because there's like a Senate Technology Committee, right? Mm, yeah, and I I think they've been relevant in the news a couple of times for me to be aware of that. And I've often thought that if I could just get the C-SPAN schedule for just when the Senate Technology Committee is in mm-hmm. session, I would watch it every fucking time. Oh, man. The Senate Technology Committee meeting is like functionally identical to one of those classes they have at a local senior center that yeah. teaches old people how to use iPhones. <laughs> yeah, they, they do like a field trip to the Genius Bar. <laughs> and then the casino, of course. Can't have old people on a bus without going to the casino. There'd be a That's riot. Right. <laughs> yeah, who must be like the youngest person on the Senate Technology Committee? Like 50 or something? Let's see. Yeah, Maria let's Cantwell. She looks like Amy Klobuchar is on there. She's like oh, yeah. in her 50s sure. or something. How's she looking these days? Is she looking good? I don't know. I don't know how old this picture is. She looks kind of the same. Richard Blumenthal. Man, this guy's from Hawaii. Brian Schatz. He looks like the fo- like the biggest nerd who's ever been on a beach in his life. Yeah. You Gary got Ed Markey. That guy's man. old as hell. He looks like someone's grandpa. Gary okay. Peters looks pretty old. Kirsten Cinema is on this fucking thing. She is? Oh, yeah. man. John Hickenlooper, oh, one of the dumbest guys in the world. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Is like, even if you have a couple people who know how to rotate a PDF, like... Uh, a team is only as strong as its weakest link. So uh, if you have like a couple geriatrics, a couple dumbasses in there, you are not getting very far. Like if, cause then they're just going to sidetrack it and be like bringing up something that like their psychic told them about the computer. And you have yeah. to talk about that for half an hour. My grandson showed me how to use Reddit. Oh, tell us. <laughs> <laughs> he uses it to keep up with this thing called Mooncraft. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, as long as we're talking about uh, the asinine world of technology in which we live, let's follow up with the facial recognition stuff that we've been talking about. So we talked mm-hmm. about the woman who was going to see a Rockettes show and mm-hmm. was removed from the Radio City Music Hall or whatever the fuck it's called because their facial recognition technology said that it correctly identified her as somebody who provides opposing counsel mm-hmm. to um someone they're in a lawsuit with. But in this case, we have an article from NOLA.com that says police used facial recognition to arrest a man on his way. I think it was on his way to Christmas. I am paywalled right now. Um, And that he ended up spending a week in jail, despite the fact that the facial recognition technology misidentified him. Something Mm -hmm. that we explicitly stated would happen. We said would happen. Yeah. 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 And so it's just like, you know, now we, we all get to wonder like, uh, is do our city's cops have facial recognition software Mm -hmm. and are they going to arrest me for the crimes of, you know, 
some some other tall dude with long hair who Ooh, lit a donut maybe, shop on fire. Maybe yeah. the uh, the cop that shot at the other cop while drunk driving. <laughs> maybe mm. his facial recognition system failed, and it said that the guy in the other cop car was actually a uh, criminal. Yeah, a Terminator. Mm. Yeah, yeah, probably. Maybe he had it plugged into like maybe he had one of those Tesla cop cars, and like secretly Elon has built in facial recognition technology into. <laughs> Are the there Tesla, Tesla cop cars now? I think some places have oh, them. God. I don't know why. <laughs> That's disgusting. I mean, did you see the thing? Everybody's um, trumpeting that like uh, the Teslas are extremely safe after a Tesla went off of a notoriously bad turn. I forget where this is located. I think. Oh yeah, the guy's being west. charged with attempted murder. I guarantee yeah. fucking to you that it was a, a self-driving thing gone awry. And the <laughs> yeah. reason that there's a media circus that says that this guy tried to kill his family is because Tesla just has really, really good PR. I fucking mm-hmm. guarantee it. Yeah, well, and it's yeah. also like pretty morbid that people are trying to say like this is a win for Tesla safety because they're like the first responders said everybody who who falls off that ledge dies and they were shocked when they saw movement in the vehicle and the, the kids were really more scared than hurt. It was the adults who had sustained injuries and I'm like, I don't know if this is the feel-good story about electric vehicles that you think it is. <laughs> it's a native ad. It's, it's, it's literally that's what's called a native ad. It's when mm-hmm. media or like news stories are pushed that end up being an advertisement for a product. Yeah. Right? Well, it's like, um, did, have mm-hmm. you guys been watching that, that Chippendales thing with uh, Kumail? Oh, there, there's a show? I haven't seen it, no. It's, it's pretty good. It's a movie. But there's this part in it where he, you know, he opens the Chippendales <clears throat> and then Who there's a protest. Who do you think we are? This, uh, your question is, are you watching that new hyper-targeted streaming show <laughs> that's targeted to a very specific demographic and you're asking us if we've seen it? Well, it's pretty good. You should you should watch it. Oh so. wait, wait, I don't. It's like about the founding of Chippendales. Yeah. So I was I was thinking Chippendale Rescue Rangers or whatever. Because oh, no. like, they made a Disney Plus movie where they're like, it's like a modern reboot of Chippendale or whatever. I would oh, watch like that. gritty Chippendale Rescue Rangers. It, it's like, like a it's like an inside. Go. Yeah, it's it's sort of like a breaking the fourth wall thing where it's like they're. They're all, they're actors. It's kind of like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I think I haven't seen uh, it, but they're like okay. they're all like cartoon actors, and then one of them got like three D surgery to become like a three D cartoon model instead of a two <laughs> D model or something. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks weird. I don't know. That's it came insane. out last year, I think. But okay, you mean the one that's about Kumail founding Chippendale, the like yes. male stripper place? Y- yes, the male stripper place. So he opens the male yeah. stripper place, and then there's a protest outside, and this one mm-hmm. of the guys who works for him runs up, and he's like, there's a protest outside, and he's like, I know, I called their church and told them <laughs> that this was happening. And yeah, then he yeah. calls the news station, and he's like, hello, anonymous tip hotline, you should know there's a protest going on outside of Chippendale's. Uh, you know, and then the news media comes down and the guy asks him, he's like, why did you, oh, I get it. You know? And he's like, yeah. Cause a, a 30 second ad spot on that station is like $25,000 or whatever. But mm-hmm. now I'm going to get three whole minutes for free yeah. by just like staging a protest. Just this is what happens when an actor takes know. a bunch of steroids. All right. <laughs> Kumail Nanjiani took a bunch of steroids and suddenly he's like, anything where I get to take my shirt off, put me in coach. <laughs> oh well he's nobody's gonna look at my grotesque body and think that guy's on a ton of juice he's not doing any dancing in this show thank goodness i don't okay, care okay <laughs> thank god i don't want to watch him strip they got guys you want to watch strip to strip in the show <laughs> yeah. it's hollywood they know where to get them so <laughs> from epstein's island that's right <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, but, but yeah isn't that a whole thing that like tesla autopilot like has this really sneaky fun feature where it yes. specifically disengages 
right before it crashes into something and then it's yeah, like so they have no well, you were actually driving for 0.5 seconds so it's your fault <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. yes it's insane so i would be very surprised if that is not the case here well, uh, it seems like open and shut because of all the native ads that tesla is running about how safe it was yeah well and also like i keep seeing in the articles about it and in in every single one pretty much it's like it is unclear whether or not tesla's self there is no evidence to indicate whether or not tesla's self-driving blah 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 you know had anything to do with the incident and i can't help but think like my tesla was not self-driving shirt (laughs) it's answering a lot of questions that people are asking that should already have been answered by my shirt (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's so funny they have to mention that like just so you know we don't think that the computer drove off the cliff we think it was the human yeah (laughs) yeah if you think like elon musk with the amount of money that he has if you don't think that he's capable of having corrupt investigators in his pocket that will declare it an attempted murder mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. at the same time being able to run native ads for how safe the Tesla was. If you don't think he's capable of that or that he doesn't have enough resources to do it, then you've got your head in your ass. It's very <laughs> yeah, obvious to me what for happened. For sure. I don't know what else he's spending his money on. Like, he doesn't, he steals memes. He, uh, he doesn't seem to wear anything very expensive. He just wears like baggy t-shirts and shit. So he's got, his money's got to go somewhere. Yeah. Uh, he pays people to write polls. And then he posts them to Twitter. <laughs> Do you guys ever wonder, just the other day, I was musing on his uh, 1984 Fahrenheit 451 Brave New World, <laughs> you are here meme. Yeah. And I was thinking about how if you posted that to Reddit like eight years ago, you would still have gotten roasted. And it made me wonder <laughs> if he's actually like pretending to be a dipshit. Because like, is it actually possible to be that big of a dipshit naturally? No, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think you would have gotten roasted if you posted to Reddit eight years ago. Maybe like, three or four years ago maybe, you probably, maybe four yeah but uh yeah you probably would have gotten like karma and reddit gold if you posted that that's probably where he got it from yeah, yeah like, an old reddit e- post elon is has probably figured out a script to just find all of the highest upvoted like reddit posts from the atheism subreddit from like mm-hmm. eight years ago and yeah. he's just mining that for content mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean maybe he actually is just a dipshit who thinks like really old stupid reddit memes are are funny but like i don't know it feels like the the proportion of people who are impressed the proportion of people who are like this is the dumbest thing i've ever seen is like it weighs more towards people who think it's really dumb so i don't know what he's going for exactly i mean everybody's been roasting it i think that you really have to be someone who's never actually read a book to look at that meme and be like you know what He's making a great point. <laughs> right. Maybe he just never read a book, though. That's the thing. It's like he thought Karl Marx was a capitalist because he wrote a book <laughs> called Capital or something. <laughs> yeah, so real genius knows. hours. He's he's yeah. finding his way to the truth, you know? It's going to yeah. take way longer than he has to live uh, if he keeps <laughs> doing it this way, but he, he's yeah. finding his way. Uh, speaking of seeking the truth, I saw a really interesting article um, <laughs> in Madison 365, which is the Madison, Wisconsin local newspaper, one of them. And it Mm -hmm. says, uh, early in 2020, an indigenous artist urged the owners of a new music venue in town to change its name. And then it goes into, you know, the story. They had a name that was offensive to indigenous people in the area, and eventually they changed it. And it's like, oh, okay. And then it turns out... What was the name? uh, It was called the Winnebago. Hmm. And then they changed because that's a a tribal... Wait, so are they going to make the the company that makes the RVs change the name? Oh, no, I have no fucking idea. I think they just did this, you know, in their town. Uh, 
And then it turns out that one of these activists... What if they were naming it after the RVs and not after the tribe? (laughs) Well, (laughs) how many... I have no idea. (laughs) But it turns out that one of these activists, uh, Kay LeClaire, who has claimed to be Matisse, Oneida, Anishinaabe, Hwadasani, Cuban, and Jewish... Wow. Turns out to actually just be white. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, they were very active in the local organizing space, indigenous, you know, movement in the area. And it turns out that somebody on the New Age Fraud Forum, who advanced Smite, who is remaining anonymous besides their screen name, who has been investigating people that they think are not actually Native American. (laughs) And as they are Native American themselves, you know, this is just like McCarthyism. I mean, it's got to really suck to be an indigenous person in the United States and not only, you know, have to live in the shadow of everything that was done to the indigenous people here and the systematic oppression of them, but then to have someone who's like Irish and British (laughs) come Mm -hmm. along and be (laughs) like, actually, I'm Cree and Cherokee. Like, that's just so fun. That's got to be a terrible amount of salt in the wound. Yeah, Um, uh, that one's fucked up. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how widespread of a problem this is. I, I know that the the word pretendian gets thrown around every so often because these stories do surface from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> I just couldn't believe that, like, this is somebody who's, like, really embedded themselves. This is like a real, like, Rachel Dolezal kind of moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's definitely a thing. I mean, doing getting away with it now feels, like, pretty hard with, like, the internet and stuff. But mm-hmm. it's a thing that's happened a lot. It reminds me of uh, there was this guy who went by the name Jamake Highwater. I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. And he worked as like a Native American consultant claiming to be Cherokee. Like on uh, the show Star Trek Voyager, they had a Native American like Cherokee character. And so they hired him as the consultant to sort of like help write the character and make it uh, authentic. And then Sick. it turns out he was just completely pretending to be Cherokee for his whole Damn. career. Yeah. I mean, that's Dude, like- we just got to stop uh, incentivizing people to do that. I, I'm not going to say eliminate professional activism, but stop making it so lucrative to fake an identity. Yeah. Right? yeah well, or, it seems or, like- or not make it so like individualistic, like have a more like holistic approach to like how you get, you know, information. Cause like his whole thing was like, th- these people are like, like this guy wrote like a book called the primal mind vision and reality in Indian America. And then it got <laughs> turned into a TV show. So it's like, a lot of people watch or read this stuff and are like, wow, it's good to learn about native Americans. And some guys just making <laughs> it up. Yeah, it's just written by some guy whose real name is like, you know, Bob Smith Oglethorpe or something. Yeah. <laughs> Jackie Marks is his real name. Jackie Marks. Yeah. <laughs> M-A-R-K-S, hopefully. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I'm actually related to Karl Marx, but I was yeah. embarrassed. Well, that's the thing is like it's so prevalent in the United States to get told that like you're actually one eighth or one sixteenth this or that. Like my grandma told me she's like, you're all one eighth Cherokee. And I was like, I don't even think the math on that works. Yeah. Like, you would have to be half grandma. Like, <laughs> I know you're not. <laughs> yeah, that is it's like that at that level, like I feel like a lot of people have met someone who says that or claims something along those lines. And like usually they don't it doesn't go further than just being like yeah, I'm this percent uh, Native American or something. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people find ways to like use it to their advantage too. I know yeah. somebody who is and like uh, their grand grandparents have like tribal paperwork mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff. But then, so their grandparents had the paperwork. Then their parents sort of like didn't really care about, you know, um, keeping up with like 
the tribal membership or whatever. Mm-hmm. So now they were trying to get, um, apparently if you are part Native American, you can get uh, a really good rate on like a, a home mortgage, oh, okay. right? Through mm-hmm. FHA or whatever. And because their parents didn't keep up with the paperwork and stuff like that, they can't, they can't get it. Yeah. Even where they are literally Native American. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's really tough too, because it, it can be difficult for people who don't have all of their stuff together. And it can also make it really easy for people to pretend to be Native American because it's unfortunately very common for people to not have their documentation. I think each tribe does their own too. So it's like, it's a different system. It's not centralized from place to place. And mm-hmm. the, the United States government like doesn't really fucking handle it like there's no federal you can't go to the federal body and be like hey just print my stuff out for me and mail it to me and i'll pay the fee or whatever like you would for a driver's license like that shit is way harder to handle because the government sincerely doesn't fucking care <laughs> like you mm-hmm. know the, the government is is in practice always willing to be like very honest with you about like their current you know state of of regard for for indigenous people who live who still live in this country. Mm-hmm. It's really sad and fucked up. And as long as we are talking about really sad and fucked up things, I don't uh, want to talk about sad and fucked up stuff. Just one more. Uh, <laughs> and we have to talk about something funny. We just we'll, we'll, there's a real funny one coming up. Yeah, oh, we'll yeah. get a real funny one in a second. Can't wait. So, <laughs> um, this is an orphaned Afghan child who is still in the custody of a marine who is accused of uh, abducting her. Basically, what? so Jesus. this, yeah. There's an Afghan woman who says uh, that her child was abducted by a U.S. Marine more than a year ago after quite a bit of their family was killed. And she said, we thought within one week she'd be back to us. Yet two months after an AP report on the high stakes legal fight over the child raised alarms at the highest levels of government. Uh, the baby remains with U.S. Marine Corps Major Joshua Mast and his family. They claim in court documents that they legally adopted the child and that the Afghan couple's accusations are outrageous and unmerited. And it seems that he has uh, gotten a local judge to issue an injunction or a court order and used his sway as a high-ranking military official to kind of keep the heat off of him in this mm-hmm. situation. But it's just like, it, you know, after reading all the Fort Bragg stuff for so long, it, you kind of get numb to the idea that like people in the military are just going to do obscene and evil things and get away with them. And then you see something like this and it's like... <sighs> abducting a child and then bringing the child home like a pet or like a Wait, trophy the, or something why does the article say she was orphaned if she has parents oh yeah why is well, it it's, a bunch of her family was killed but it's like it's not her whole like it was okay. extended family members oh, who were, her parents were killed and then like yeah. extended families trying to get her back I see. yeah oh so so this guy okay so it says that the infant had survived a special operations raid that killed her parents and five siblings. Mm-hmm. Jesus. And the child's cousin and his wife wanted to raise the kid as their own. I think so. I think what we're seeing is the origin story for like a crazy movie assassin. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, and like also this guy it's... wants to raise this this Afghan child. This this Marine wants to raise this Afghan child to be a tier one operator, <laughs> fucking God. assassin bitch. Probably. And her family is just like. Can we have our baby back? Yeah, well, it's also like it's so fucking creepy, too, because what's the end game for this guy is it's like you get to keep the baby and then you raise it. And now you have an adult and you you have to tell them, like, I saved you or something. When in reality, you like stole them away from what remaining little bits of family they had. 
Yeah, that is really bleak. It says the Marine became enchanted with the child while on assignment in Afghanistan. That's like, uh, that's raising some red flags here. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's extremely worrisome. So I'm, I'm going to keep a tab on this. I'm going to try and follow up on this and see what the see what the developments in the case are but we said that we would talk about something funny so let's talk about two guys who lit themselves on fire trying to burn down an immigration <laughs> center <laughs> they, they mostly hurt themselves i think they, they hurt themselves in some property harm. <laughs> yeah they, they, they meant a lot of harm but mostly it ended up going back to themselves because they're very stupid yeah it says that they they proceed to dump accelerant oh, over hold the side on, hold on hold on I, okay i totally read this wrong when i was looking at the notes i thought that they were trying to set like, remember that guy who tried to raid an ICE facility oh, and got yeah, shot? Yeah. I yeah, thought yeah. they were trying to do that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, I, no, I no. thought that, that they that these guys were attacking, like, um, uh, like an ICE custody facility to, like, Could try cool. and break people out. But I think the opposite is, is what happened. Yeah. yeah they're I trying to they burn trying... down something because they're racist and they don't. It's like, it's not even a place where immigrants stay i think it's like a service center where they can go to get help i'm sure with like translation or immigration paperwork or whatever Mm -hmm. and they wanted to burn that down and they their idea of how to burn it down was to dump propellant directly in front of themselves onto a vertical surface of the building (laughs) (laughs) and imagine that like no no gasoline or kerosene is going to splash back onto say my pants or the heavy jacket (laughs) that i'm wearing (laughs) oh yeah the video is so funny because like it it's also like the fire burns out pretty quickly and the actual structure doesn't really light on fire really it kind of if you ever like go camping with someone who doesn't really know how to start a fire and they just kind of like put some lighter fluid on four logs and light it on fire. And they're like, why isn't this starting a fire? This is like much the same energy. The reason yeah. it's not starting the fire is you need to put more lighter fluid on the logs. I'm very right. good at even, even more. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's also so funny because they're obviously like so self-assured when they're walking around putting the, the gasoline or whatever. Like he's got his arm out. He's like kind of like waving it around like a kid playing with the hose <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And then like when the guy finally does light it, there's such a bigger like almost explosion. It's like a quasi explosion yeah. happens. <laughs> and you can tell that they both completely <laughs> completely shit themselves. <laughs> the fire spreads extremely fast. Yeah, and it doesn't look like he even like tosses a match from far away. It looks like he's bending over with a lighter <laughs> yeah. and lighting the pile of gasoline or whatever on fire, which is um, like would, this is because this <laughs> this whole thing happened because uh you know the United States public school system doesn't teach how to properly do arson anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is the kind of thing that like middle schoolers in huge pants know how to do better than these fucking <laughs> dipshits. <pants>. Yeah. <laughs> Middle schoolers in huge pants definitely wouldn't slip and fall two times trying to <laughs> run away the from their own fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of, okay, oh, so that would, uh, I, I want to see this video with like the Benny Hill themes once they're on fire. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, did you guys see that video of that, that guy who shot the cop getting chased by like every police car in the entire precinct? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think so. I, the, the whole time I was watching that, I was like, this would go really, really good with the Benny Hill theme song. <laughs> it's like, you, you know, that classic picture of OJ driving the white Bronco and there's like 10 cops mm-hmm. behind him, mm-hmm. but like, it's kind of too long like behind him. Yeah. A mile of like a hundred cop cars behind this guy in this video. That's, that's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, the and, then he, and then he turns thing. around and goes the opposite way on the highway and all the cops fucking follow him back. <laughs> They just have to follow him. The that's other so direction. I feel like nine, 99 times out of a hundred, a cop car chase, it's just like, 
watch them from your cop helicopter and see where they stop and then go arrest them there. Like you can't just drive forever. Doing a car chase just feels so inefficient and dangerous most no, of the time. Haven't you seen a, a movie <laughs> Drive or Baby Driver? You can it, you can use camouflage or uh, an overpass to mm-hmm. hide from a police helicopter and successfully get away. Yeah, yeah, I suppose that's that's true. <laughs> I love parking my car under an overpass to avoid the police. <laughs> <laughs> they never check there. Yeah, Man, when I've been rewatching this clip the uh the guy is lighting the fluid the one guy on the left is lighting it as the other guy is still flinging it around like they didn't even finish dropping it off and then be like okay let's back up and then light a little trail (laughs) like imagine if he'd slipped when he was swinging it and like he could have covered his friend in lighter fluid as he was lighting are these guys they seem really stupid (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it's a it's a dumb crime and it's a really dumb execution mm-hmm. um i don't know if you've ever tried to burn something down before but it's actually quite easy seems easy <laughs> yeah. yeah do I our think... schools even teach stop drop and roll anymore <laughs> yeah they definitely don't stop drop and roll they run away and get lit on fire more i'm imagining like um you know like somebody who's really upset about common core education because mm-hmm. instead of stop drop and roll they're teaching feelings <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think one of them dropped their phone too, so they just like immediately identified them through <laughs> that. They dropped the phone. <laughs> Why would you bring your phone to a you crime like this? Dumbass. Yeah, you have a GPS in your pocket. If you're going to do <laughs> this, is legitimate advice. Yeah. Uh, parody satire purposes, but this is legitimate advice. If you're gonna do crime, leave your phone at home or use a burner. Holy yeah. shit, this is basic fucking stuff, people. Yeah. <laughs> if you when you tell the cops that you were sleeping during the crime, it's gonna help if your phone's GPS pings in your bedroom. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, if you know, they can check your phone records. They can see what apps you were using. Like, if they pull you over for distracted driving, they can actually get a warrant to go into your phone and find out if you were texting or whatever. This is why I have oh, a separate crazy. secret burner iPhone that's just for twi- Twitter. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> That's why when you get pulled over, you got to offer up a phone that has no incriminating evidence on it because the cops never check for a second phone. <laughs> Look, even <laughs> if you're not doing crimes, get a burner because the police will find a crime to accuse you of. And it's always mm-hmm. good to have a burner anyway. Always yeah, good just to have, have a burner. Just have a dummy phone that has a Blue Lives Matter background, <laughs> some kind of some kind of Trump app. And then like a Bible app. And the last thing you've mm-hmm. done is open the Bible app that morning. And you're like, I just use this phone for praying mostly, officer. You know, praying yep. for the safe deliverance of our President Trump back into office. Took it away every time. <laughs> yeah. You're never going to pay a ticket ever again. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking of always having a plan, always having a backup, it looks like Bolsonaro, after fleeing Brazil shortly before uh, Lula's inauguration, is just hanging out in Florida now. He's mm-hmm. just... He's just someone's retired fascist granddad in Florida, which I got to tell you, man, we got enough of them. Go back to Brazil. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there is enough like over 70 like racist rich people in Florida to uh, you're never going to run out. You don't need Bolsonaro in the mix. (laughs) Bolsonaro's driving around in a golf cart trying to rally an insurgent force in the villages. Yeah, well, it's also so funny that he picked Florida. It's like he's specifically saying, like, I'm pretty sure anti-communist, like, you know, Florida Cubans will definitely receive me well because they can't possibly like Lula. And it's also funny because I keep seeing Lula described as a liberal, incoming Mm, liberal president, Ignacio (laughs) Lula da Silva. And I'm like, 
he's not a communist, but I don't know if liberal is exactly what I would call him either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a funny video I saw of him in like a Publix, just kind of like walking around the store looking at stuff. They have Publix in Brazil. In, no, uh, in Florida. Oh, you're talking about Bolsonaro. I thought you were talking Bo- about Bolsonaro. Lula yeah, Bolsonaro. Yeah, yeah, that would be much funnier. And Lula's like, what? What are the? What? What is this? Uh, fruit by the foot? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Inside Americans this Publix, this there are two wolves. Of, of fruit. <laughs> <laughs> in in Brazil, it grows on trees. I don't know why it comes in a roll here. I also love that this MSNBC article is like quite a fall from grace for Brazil's leader who appears to be embracing his new role as Florida man quite comfortably. Here's a photo of him cramming KFC chicken into his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, no, 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 no. Look, if you had just lost uh, the biggest election of your life, you would also flee to another country to eat a bunch of KFC. Let's be real. <laughs> I definitely would. Catch yeah, me it's most- catch me after my failed coup attempt on the United States in Japan eating the family size Christmas bucket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the most, one of the most relatable things I've seen Bolsonaro do is be like, well, I've fucked up. I think I'm just going to uh, run away from the consequences of my actions and eat some unhealthy food. Since I'm dying anyway. Remember, even the fascists who have beat COVID nine or 20 times, I forget. (laughs) They put their pants on one leg at a time, and when they lose an election, they eat an entire family box, just like the rest of us. (laughs) Maybe Trump and him will eat KFC after uh, Trump loses in 2024. Although, will Trump lose? I don't really know. I feel like Trump could win in 2024. I I am so confused um, about what's going to happen in 2024. The GOP establishment is pushing uh, uh, Dick Santis. Mm. Ron DeSantis, shit DePantis himself, (laughs) dicks in ass. Yeah, he just needs to deploy Ron to shit ass and then everyone's (laughs) going to be on his side. I mean, that's here's my question is like, how much is Bolsonaro going to get involved in the election scene here? Is he going to be like Mm. a pundit or is he going to be up there with Trump on the stage? Or Mm -hmm. is he going to be like, is he going to take some inscrutable position and be like a never Trumper NYT columnist or something? (laughs) uh, There's so many options. Uh, America is his oyster. (laughs) You know what they're doing is they're uh, they're going to get him on uh, to talk about uh, tips for beating COVID. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna have my. They're gonna be like, uh, to here we have B- uh, Jair Bolsonaro to talk about drinking vitamin C, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how to beat COVID without a vaccine. Yeah, yeah, I feel like he's gonna, like John said, he's gonna maybe go on Fox News, maybe spend like a couple months, um, being a never Trumper for the New York Times. He could make a lot of money writing some bullshit there. I feel like he probably is a better writer than most of the people they have employed there. Um, mm-hmm. He might land as the third mic on like Red Scare for a while or something. I don't know. Something like that. Does he count as an, is he, is this considered in exile? Yeah, I would say he's in exile. I think so. He was, he was going to maybe get arrested right in in Brazil Mm -hmm. and that's why he fled. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was pretty clear to him. I, 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 the reason that he fled my understanding is that, um, military generals told him that he needed to leave, uh, because some of them were being told that like in the gear up for for Lula, that there were probably going to be, you know, a, a tribunal or court martial or I don't know how you try an ex-president in Brazil. And mm-hmm. uh, it seems like someone friendly to him was like, you should probably go to Florida. And he was like, Disney World, here I come. <laughs> I got nothing better going on. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, mean, I love even like the way he's dressed. He looks like he's given up like in one of these videos. He's just in like a polo and like athletic shorts and some like no name. What are those kind of shoes? 
Yeah, <laughs> he not really does look all. like my dad when he was at the lowest point in his entire life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, in Florida, a guy like that can really just disappear in a crowd. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Blend in. <laughs> That's the craziest <laughs> thing is how normal he must be in Florida, right? Like, it, he's he's not just like unimpressive, but like he's also like fitting in perfectly. Like, I can just see him tooling around on a golf cart, complaining that like they changed the time for bingo. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I don't uh, know. I, I don't know. I've, I've thought a lot about this, like specifically like the villages in Florida. Like if I was an old person, I would probably enjoy living there. I mean, it's just, they have a calendar of activities. Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. always something to do. There's and always it's never, and it's, it's never cold. It's designed to make your adult brain think it's like a 1950s malt shop everywhere. It seems awesome. (laughs) If I was 90, I would fucking love it. I can't wait until I'm super fucking old and some orderly has to come and escort me to the to the listening room so me and all my friends can have Meshuggah night in our wheelchairs. Yeah, I feel like there's a certain age you reach where it's like, you don't want to deal with winter again. You don't want it to be 20 degrees and bundle up and like catch a cold. You just kind of want to pretend it's always summertime and you're just vibing, you know. Yeah. You can play GameCube games and like maybe sometimes your brain will trick you and you'll think you're just on like middle school summer break or something. (laughs) Hang out. Just screaming as they're trying to adjust my catheter and I'm like, I want to have a LAN party. (laughs) I want to play Halo 2. (laughs) Yeah, well, as long as we're doing uh, fun geographical news from around the United States, let's close it out with the melted butter in Wisconsin. This is to- the most Wisconsin story <laughs> of all time. This yeah, is how like is this if you, real. If you told Chat GPT or AI or whatever to <laughs> say, come up with an article that w- of of a news item that would have happened in Wisconsin, it would spit out this. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> this is a real article in CBSNews.com, and this says a dairy plant caught fire in central Wisconsin on Monday night, sending the melted contents of a storage room full of butter flowing through the building as it went up in flames local authorities <laughs> said it must have smelled great we, the we regret to inform you all that the that ted cruz's cow made of butter yeah. has perished <laughs> there were no survivors <laughs> uh, so it says the runoff seeped into surrounding storm drains as well as a large canal adjacent to the business which ultimately clogged the waterway despite Cruz's efforts to contain the spread oh, so man. this is so much butter that it was able to clog a canal and all of the surrounding storm drains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a lot of. I feel like you'd have to pour a lot of butter down your like house drain before it started clogging anything. So yeah, there's a lot a of butter in up. my house drain, and it still works great. Fine. <laughs> now, now, to be fair, uh, this does like as funny as this is. This also does strike me as yet another in uh, a rash of fires and uh, you know plane crashes and. Um, suspicious failures and disasters at food processing places all over the country that's been going on for like a year now. You think they mm-hmm. wanted that butter insurance? You mm. think they were trying to you think they <laughs> yeah, were trying yeah. to get paid in Lando Lakes? I mean like it's so they the the uh, quote unquote authorities mm-hmm. said that the blaze started in a room where butter was being stored the fuck is on fire in a butter storage room like you gotta think like what is the source of ignition there 
Isn't, yeah, that, yeah, the, isn't the butter storage room like cold? Like a fridge or like a chill room at the yeah, very but you least? Could have yeah, an electrical exactly. fire in a cooling unit. That's yeah, that's possible. True. Yeah. In a big like factory type setting, there's probably yeah, tons and of especially exactly what somebody who's wa- wants to cover up yeah. arson would say. Sounds mm. like the <laughs> butter lobby to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> big butter here trying to rule over their fiefdom of central Wisconsin. All the way <laughs> from Madison to the name. Dells, yeah. they ruled <laughs> unchallenged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe they're trying to raise the price of butter because there's too much of it, and they're like, the perfect strategy is a fire at the butter factory. <laughs> the butter factory collects insurance. We collect insurance. The price of the commodity goes up. Everyone wins. Animals get to eat delicious butter in the countryside. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. a win-win-win. <laughs> some some redneck gets to just pick a frog already covered in butter out of the river and then roast it up. They also no said... The fire department said they placed boom and other absorbents to control the runoff. I love the idea of the fire department scrambling to be like, okay, wait, uh, which stuff absorbs butter again? And they're just throwing like loaves of bread. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, That rules. Yeah. It's got to be toasted. Toast the bread. Toss some eggs in. It's going to soak it up even better. (laughs) Before you know it, they're just having like a fry up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I love the mental image where it says officials said respond teams were initially unable to access the building as they were pushed back by the heat and smoke as well as the runoff of melted butter so it's like a normal fire and then also there's just like hot liquid butter oh, flowing yeah. towards you it smelled incredible i bet it smelled so good but also like <laughs> the fire department gets the call there there's a massive butter leak at the butter factory quick call the garlic factory yeah. we need to stop on the way <laughs> and then call the breadstick <laughs> factory yeah well yeah. and like also this is another perfect opportunity for like benny hill theme music like firefighters and police <laughs> trying to like butter. run into a building and slipping on the butter and you get like the 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 like Hanna Barbera cartoon slipping sound effects and stuff. Mm. Yeah, I wish there was footage of this one. This uh, this sounds awesome to to check out. I wonder if they'll ever release like body cam. I don't really know why they would because there's nothing like just a footage of a butter factory burning, but I want to see it. I'm going to Freedom of Information Act request this. I'm going to FOIA <laughs> yeah, request yeah, yeah. this shit. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening to BP Lettuce. Uh, we're back. It's the new year. Uh, so thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon. If you do, you can hop in the Discord to hang out and talk about the show. You can check out my other show, Work Stoppage. You can check out Bryn's other show, Generation Loss, and you can check out Todd's store, Doomer.shop. Uh, we love you. Try to stay away from butter factory explosions. Uh, stay high. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm I'm getting breaking news that a uh, a suspicious person was seen on scene wearing the uniform of uh I an I can't believe it's not butter employee <laughs> escaping from the scene of the arson. Yeah. Oh my god. Be fine, y'all. <laughs> goodbye. The Adams County Sheriff kicked down my door. Then I heard the glass break They found no kidnapping victims Just some lemon pound cake Mama's lemon pound cake It tastes so nice It made the sheriff wanna put down his gun And cut him a slice Of what? Lemon pound cake, he wanna put down his glide. Lemon pound cake, trending on TikTok. Lemon pound cake, he's a family guy. Lemon pound cake, the munchies because he got hot. Lemon pound cake, pound cake.
He's a Adams County Sheriff. He's hungry and he's big as hell. He was sniffing for weed. Then he smelled another smell. What was that? Mama's lemon pound cake. It tastes so nice. It made the sheriff wanna put down his gun and cut him a slice. Of what? Of what? Lemon pound cake. He wanna put down his glass. Lemon pound cake. Trending on TikTok. Lemon pound cake. He's a family guy. Lemon pound cake. Because he got high Lemon pound cake Pound cake He sees my cake And my porno mag Call boom boom Something happened to his camera On the way to the evidence room <laughs> Mama's lemon pound cake It tastes so Sheriff wanna put down his gun and cut him a slice. Of what? Of what? Lemon pound cake. He wanna put down his glass. Lemon pound cake. Trending on TikTok. Lemon pound cake. He's a family guy. Lemon pound cake. The munchies because he got high. Lemon pound cake. Pound cake. Lemon pound cake. He wanna put down his glass Lemon pound cake Trending on TikTok Lemon pound cake He's a family guy Lemon pound cake The munchies because he got high Lemon pound cake Pound cake